G'day, this is Luke, one half of Flynable Podcast. Just about to give the uh, the big uh, knob gobbling was a call. There's his name, there's his number, there's the loudspeaker. Hello! What are you wearing? Well, I thought I'd go with some very, very thick flannelette pyjamas tonight, seeing as it's so hot. Yeah, yeah, keep going. <laughs> um, what I like to do is keep the buttons open and wear like a, a blue wife beater tank top. Uh, uh. <laughs> um, and uh, I wear moccasins, moccasins with them uh, as well. Astro boy, yeah. like Astro boy. <laughs> 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 You did sound like you said Astro Boy. Yeah, because I was listening to the episode that we did uh, many moons ago where you were talking about wearing your mum's clothes and dressing up as Astro Boy. (laughs) 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 That's a great episode. (laughs) Uh, eh? How are you, mate? Yeah, I'm all right, mate. How are you? This is Luke. Yeah, I was aware of that. <laughs> as soon as I heard the masturbation, I thought that'll be Luke then. <laughs> Thinking, oh, he's going a bit slower than usual. <laughs> <laughs> Normally I have to sort of take my ear away from the phone. It's so loud and slappy. So, <laughs> uh, I got stopped You're a bit by- out of sorts tonight, mate. No, I'm okay. I got stopped by the army the other day, though. The army? Yeah, a bit of a checkpoint okay. on the roads. I was uh, heading to the tip, you know, the rubbish place. I don't know what Americans ah. call it. What do Americans call tips? The dump. The dump, yeah. So I was going to the dump. Um, right. Not to take a dump. Um, and, yeah, there was, a, uh, there was a checkpoint there. I saw the flashing lights. And, I yeah, there was an army truck with six soldiers and right. uh, I think two, three police cars. And, yeah, an army, like a young army dude came over. I reckon that's probably, that'd probably be the bulk of the Australian armed forces here, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, like, uh, have you seen our guns? We can't, we can't seem to find them, mate. <laughs> no. uh, we normally share the one between us, but he's gone yeah. and lost it on his turn. Jimmo's got the bullets, and I was meant to be having hold of the gun. It was my turn, you see, and bloody strike me dead, it's not around, so. Uh, yeah, we're just stopping cars to see if they've got the gun. Um, they don't give us toilet paper, so I think I might have used it the last time I took a dump <laughs> at the dump. Uh, <laughs> that's what well, it's for, isn't it? That's why yeah. they call it the butt of the rifle, Warren, eh? Hey, hey, um, yeah, so the soldier stopped me in my tracks and uh, ah. said... Uh, where you going, mate? I said, oh, just to the, just to the tip. And he looked Very at... Very professional looked, then. Yeah, he looked in the back at the stuff I had, like, just to check. <laughs> like, oh, like, yeah? Oh, yeah. And he goes, uh, you got your licence there? And I said, yeah. And I showed him the licence. And he sort of looked at, looked at me and goes, have a good day, mate. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, well, can I at least have a go on the gun? Or <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I told you, Dame, I put it somewhere and he's forgotten. <laughs> yeah. um, I've got a funny story for you. Um, well, I thought that was pretty funny, mate. Thanks, I mean, mate. Thank you. Yeah. Is the next one funnier? Is that what I you would mean? Say the I've next got a one... funnier story for you, Warren. Yeah, I would say the next one is funnier. Um, I'm going to let you know at the end. So on uh, on Saturday night, uh, Halloween, uh-huh. Halloween night, um, yes. 
my youngest had a little friend over from school because they're allowed to do that now. So she had a little friend over to stay the night and they went trick-or-treating, dressed up, and it was good because um, the people that had put, you know, lollies and stuff out, they they just left them out like in a bucket sort of at the doorstep and they had a little sign to say, you know, um, help yourself, um, like one bag each kind of thing. And be please note that we, you know, used um, masks and had uh, gloves on when we handled everything. And so it was good. Anyway, Pretty good of people to think that way, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. So it was good fun for her. She was having a ball. and But let me take you back a little bit, right? I'd All been right. talking to the little one about we've got two little dogs, one called Eddie, one called Ralph. And she'd asked me some time ago, when the dogs die, Dad, would you get another dog? And I said, yeah, not like straight away, but I've, you know, in recent years, I quite like the idea of getting a Staffy, right? The Staffy, the blue Staffy, you know those? Yes. Yeah. So she was like, okay, yeah. And that was kind of it. We had the conversation. She was like, yeah, okay, cool. Anyway, I didn't hear it, but the my eldest daughter overheard the conversation that my youngest was having with her little friend that stayed over there in the bedroom giggling away and talking about different things. And my little one says to her friend, yeah, when um, when our dogs die, my dad's going to get a stiffy. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, my eldest was just like cracking up and uh, I said, did you go and correct? And she goes, no, I just left it. <laughs> so now all I'm hoping is that the the little friend doesn't go home to her family and say, yeah, uh, Willow's oh, no. dad is going to get a stiffy oh. when the dogs die because he, <laughs> yeah, he wants to, he wants to get a stiffy. <laughs> And then, uh, and then they won't say anything. But like at some point, you'll cross paths with them. Maybe you'll be walking the dog, yeah. and like you'll you'll kneel down to like pat the new dog, and they'll just back right up. And I sort of wink at them. Like, hey, guys, oh God. how are you? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like tickling the dog's tummy. They're like, oh Jesus, here he goes. Yeah. This, we can't do this. He's this the guy who gets a stiffy over dead dogs. <laughs> <laughs> How long's this one got, Luke? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so a quick random review, Warren. What, what joke, what, what story was funnier, that one or the Army Soldier one? Well, I think what we did with the Army Soldier one was funny, but but this one was funny in and of itself. That's true. So, oh, yeah. yeah, I think they both had something to offer. Okay, and a star rating <laughs> for both? A star rating. Look, I'd give. I'd actually give both of them a three and a half star. Oh, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. No, no, it's okay, mate. No worries. Well, I mean, you know the times that I've like lost my shit and I just wheeze. Yeah, yeah. When you yeah. go silent and all I can hear is, <laughs> or I just think, <laughs> or, okay, Warren's having a heart attack. Yeah, or that squealy kind of squeak that comes out the back of my throat when I can't get the air. <laughs> but I said, yeah. like, it seems to be telling people that I'm alive still. As I like a little. Beacon. As I've got older, I've noticed I am um, incorporating the wheeze into my laughter as well. Must be. A... I've noticed that as well. Yeah, I just thought you were copying me, but I think maybe I'm copying you. No, I think that I'm just slowly dying. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what happens when you when you're going to die? Well, the podcast will come to an end, obviously. Well, that's it. But I'll probably get a stiffy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. so that's good. Uh, <laughs> Something to look forward to. A blue stiffy? I'm... Would it be a blue stiffy? <laughs> well, given the age, I'll probably out when you take a long walk. I'll probably, yeah, probably you know, will be. Blue. You know what I just realised though, and I know we can't uh, always explain things, but maybe a, do Americans know what a a stiffy is? Would I they... reckon it's probably used as part of the terminology. But let's let's clarify. 
Joe, do you want to clarify you, no, that? You oh, you want me to? Yeah. Um, okay, I think that uh, you probably got other words for it, but stiffy in our vernacular means an erection. Yeah, I reckon the funny the funny term that we used to use when we were younger, like high school days, was chubby. <laughs> he's got he's got a chubby. <laughs> All it makes me think of is like a, some kind of really weak looking sausage. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Like some sort. I don't know. I don't know. And then I don't like the visual. I'm thinking I'm of a little podgy, right a little podgy kid who everyone just picks on called chubby. <laughs> <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> Uh, so he's got, got a chubby. People just think he's got a captive kid. That's great. That's a bit dangerous. That kind of thinking. What have we? Uh, what have we got planned for the uh, the folks at home today? Be was not a lot actually. We we did agree that we were going to just let this one be a free roller, a free baller. Um, yeah, free a baller. free baller, <laughs> a, a, an open era. Um. Uh, I can't think of any other terms to call it, but yeah, we will be we will be discussing some uh, suggestions that our dear friend and listener um, Bjorn Stormborn sent us. Isn't that right? Yeah. So he de- he de- DM'd me a whole list of um, topics to cover because if you remember, Warren, he did that back in the early days of the podcast, and that's why we're still here today. So <laughs> that's been fueling us for the ten months or so since that first time. Yeah. Yeah. That's so right. So thanks, Bjorn. So do you want to just, uh, like, get stuck into that now or have you got anything to bring to the table well, or? I was giving that some thought, my good man, and I actually, there's a story that I that I got from my beloved, uh, I think it was two weeks ago now. Okay, yeah. I thought I might just refer back to it. Now, you've just got to bear with me while I find it. Yeah, no worries. <clears throat> so she did send it to me and then, of course, this is the problem. Did she Tom- write it as a letter and mail it to you? Yeah, that's yeah. I, I haven't got the hang of this thing called the Philodex. Technology. So uh, here we go. The the title always gets your attention. I'll read you the title. This is the one that really grabs it. So hang on, your beloved sent you this. She well, she um, reads this a bit more often. I don't tend to read this particular ah, thing. Okay. This is the news article from the Daily Mail, Australia. Pervert who had sex with chickens in his basement while his wife filmed him is oh. judged to three years. Oh, gee, I think, I think, yeah, I think my wife had mentioned something like that in passing as well. Oh my god! Yeah, now I mean, I think I should just add here that the reason it was discovered anyway was because he was uh, reported for having possession of. Child pornography. Oh, so Jesus. the guy's obviously a fuckwit. He's twisted, um, yeah. And they've. The, I feel sorry for the police because, of course, there's always someone that's got to go sifting through this shit. Yeah, and, I feel sorry for the chickens more though. <laughs> well, let's let's have a bit of a let's just have a little bit of a flick through the story. Here. All let's right, mate. What, All right. Hey. Okay, a couple of points. Man convicted of having sex with chickens, which was filmed on a GoPro. <laughs> okay, why did they have to name the brand? Why couldn't they just say on like filmed? Full stop. Why did they have to say a GoPro? <laughs> a GoPro sponsoring him? <laughs> well, you, let, let's think about it from this perspective. When we went to Bali, uh, Glenn with great now great gusto it had nothing to do with chickens, people. So don't go straight there. Yeah, he was more into the goats, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, but we we made use of the GoPro when we did a couple of the uh, little adventures that we did, and it was great fun. Yeah. Gives you a first person perspective. That's right. Yeah, 
Now, I'm wondering if that's what he wanted. <laughs> but if she was filming it, though. That's right. So what the hell was going on? Anyway, wow. this joined her husband in the videos and admitted to aiding and abetting. The chickens died as a result. Yeah, I'd, I'd say that was a given. They're so, basically, you know, become a kebab before their time. Oh, man. <laughs> they were family pets. Oh, and it was saved under the name, file name, family videos. Oh, Jesus. So uh, this was in Australia? This was an Australian man? No, this was in, uh, this was in Britain, in West Yorkshire. Oh. Great Horton, Bradford, West Yorkshire. Wow. Yeah. So let me just go a little further down. They actually went right. I mean, the, the thing that's happened here is because of the, the repulsive nature of this news story, but alongside everything else, it's actually really gained a huge amount of worldwide attention. Okay, yep. So, fantastically, he can't even walk the streets without, you know, getting abused or threatened oh, or whatever. Oh, is he walking the streets? Wouldn't wouldn't he be arrested and put away? Well, they had a photo, they've got a photo there where he's literally covered, like, from head to foot. So he's got... Um, yeah, he's got like a hood and a mask and everything, and, and trying to completely oh, like dressed as a chicken. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, you I... mean like uh, to disguise him or something, or what? What's the hood for? Well, to, yeah, so he can walk around without getting recognised for this. So, oh, okay. right, what a fuck! He's been he's seen naked from the waist down, and his wife is seen to perform a sexual act on him. He penetrates the chicken while she's standing close by. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So anyway, I might not read. So anymore. is no, no, no. Keep going. So is that is that? Would you just would you say though? Like obviously horrible, horrible. But is that a whole different level of love and loyalty from the wife, or is that is she under some kind of spell, or is he dominating her? Like, what do you think? Why do you think she's participating and allowing it to all happen? Because I'm pretty certain. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I'm pretty certain if you or I went to our partners and said, look. I know it's a bit out of the box, but would you mind filming us on the GoPro having <laughs> sex with chickens? <laughs> I'm pretty certain both of our uh, beloveds would be quite aghast and would, uh, first of all, not believe us. And if we were like, no, 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 pretty can-, they would, you know, seek help for us and probably just leave our asses. So what do you think, you know, what do you think her game was? I, I think it says something about that uh, upon being interviewed, individually, um, yeah. that there was a history of abuse and violence within the relationship. So, so towards her yes. from him, so she was, yeah. okay, so he was dominating. It could have been well and truly a case of, of this domination, but I mean, yeah, yeah. Jesus. That's, I mean, that's a, a huge amount of power to have over someone who seems to be part of the act and yeah, not just yeah. running to the other side of the room. Anyway. We keep going with the article. I'm intrigued. All right. So I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying not to, to sort of just read it. It's okay. Um, I think most of our, I'd say 99% of our listeners are adults, Warren. <laughs> so it's okay. You know, they don't, you know, yeah, it's all good. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, mate. It's really... No, no, really... no, because I know you worry and I know you're uh, uh, concerned about uh, sensitive things to other people and stuff, but I think people have cottoned on to what we're about people hopefully can see that we're not complete dickheads and that we do have hearts and souls as well. Um, and But well, the people listening I, are listening because they kind of they kind of are intrigued and entertained by this shit as well, you know? Well, look, neither of us have had sex with a dead chicken, so, I mean, I guess that's a, 
that's a real plus. From it the is start. on the bucket list. I've got to say though, it is <laughs> <laughs> on the KFC bucket list. Twenty-one pieces. <laughs> no, no. So unfortunately, some of these. Uh, yeah, hang on. Just moving down. So, okay. So there's also found evidence of sexual activity with a dog. Oh God. Um. Some were seen in the videos being thrown into bin liners afterwards. Oh, man. And in one instance, uh, it appears that he's having sex with a dead chicken. See, I just think someone this twisted just needs a bullet. What do you reckon? Yeah, kind of. It sounds like... Like, like what is he... Is he going to get better? Is he, like, he going to be able to be a functioning, normal person one day that doesn't have sex with chickens dead or alive, you know? I don't think so. I think he's a lost cause, so let's just walk him off a cliff, you know? Well, this is actually what happened. The wife, the wife, maybe. Maybe we can salvage her because if she was made to do things and dominate and all that, it's a different kettle of fish altogether. Um, and I'm hoping he's not into fish as well. But, uh, you know, maybe there's a chance for her. But him, I just think he needs to swallow a bullet. <laughs> <laughs> The judge jailed uh, the the offender for a total of three years, yep. placed, placed them on the sexual offender's register for life, and banned him from owning animals for life. Okay, Tell that's fair, yep. You are not fit to bring up or look after an animal after what you've done. So no prison time? Three, three years. Oh, sorry, but okay. It's a suspended sentence. Three years? That doesn't seem like enough. But then again, it is England. If he was an American, they'd put him away for 20 at least, I reckon. I'd say, I'll say that about the American justice system. They do punish their, their criminals. Yeah. Which is good, you know. It is rather. But anyway, that's, that, that's pretty much the, the long part of it, mate. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, so I'm guessing that makes him a bit of a cock then. It does make you a huge cock, doesn't it? It's a, oh, oh, oh. Um, Honestly, I'm not a fan of like I, – I don't think I could keep a chicken as like a cuddly pet. No. certainly have like laying chickens for, for getting eggs from on a small – Yeah, me you too. Know, a small holding too. of land. That'd be lovely. I think I've um, told you before, mum and dad have got chooks up north um, and they're, they're definitely pets. They get the eggs from them, but they, they – like mum especially really doesn't like it when I make jokes about killing them and eating them. Um, she's like, no, 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 you know, they've all got names and they're my friends and everything. So um, I can see how they could become pets, but to me I see them and I don't think sex. I just think food. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, I guess there's lots of jokes you could make about stuffing and all that sort of stuff. But, <laughs> That's right. Um, well, you shouldn't give that. But they, this isn't but yes. the kind of podcast that we do that. Or oh, Warren, no, uh, no, much we're more very, very respectable. Let's go to a. We'll go to a quick break, and we'll come back with uh, some Stormborn topics. Let's go for it. Hey, this is Jamingus from Instagram, and you're listening to the Fly on the Wall podcast with Luke and Big Waz. Check out Jamingus on Instagram for some free stickers at J-A-M-I-N-G-U-S underscore. And don't stop listening to the Fly on the Wall podcast. Peace. And we are back in. So, like I said, we'll um, we'll have a look at what Storm Bjorn Bjorn Storm Cast actually Bjorn Storm Cast 
is uh, his, uh, what do you call it? Instagram name. So go check him out, guys. Um, okay, so he sent us quite the list. We will just tackle a few tonight, I reckon. Maybe some more over the next subsequent episodes. Um, okay, number one. Uh, since, since finishing the post-apocalypse story, so that was our story last year, the saga. Indeed, yes. What are yours and Woz's thoughts on the story looking back? What did you like, dislike, and what would you have changed in the story? Also, do you have any plans to return to the story where you left off? Warren? Oh, I know he loved it. I know he loved he it. He certainly did. He did. Remember, he did a lot of fan art for us. Um, he did. And, I don't and like some, to say fan. Actually, he just did art. He did art for the saga, and it was really yes, cool. It was really cool. And and also some, some I guess, fan fiction, which I, this, I guess, is a yeah, bit more fan fiction because it, it added to the the narrative that we'd already been doing and sort of speared off in its own direction. And yeah. everything. So and he's a, great, great, he's a he, great writer, a very detailed writer, but really, really good writing. Yes, and, and um, I just I really appreciate that he had such a vested interest in it as well. So thanks, Bjorn. Um, you know what? I actually I don't think I could look back on that and say anything negative. To there's be no, honest, there's nothing I'd change. No, no, because what what happened? And I mean, you might recall this, listeners, if you've been with us a long time. It started a little bit more serious, like what would you do if almost scenario, yeah, yeah. and we seriously discussed our strategies if there was <laughs> yeah. a, something happening, you know, in Melbourne. Some sort of and, pandemic across the globe, yeah, weird. Well, yeah, crazy, crazy <laughs> coincidence. Honestly, Luke and I knew nothing and we've never been to China. So um, <laughs> we <laughs> we we, uh, we just went with it. And then I think it was you, Luke, that kind of said, oh, we need, we need something to kind of kick off, you know. We need something <laughs> yeah. to make it a bit more fierce and – and uh, unpredictable, and we had a situation where uh, it was Glenn's wife was taken by that other group. Yeah. I mean, we had a bit of violence with them, or a hint of violence. Well, I was going to say it. Listen, because I've been listening back to the old episodes ah, yeah. lately, and there's the episode where we did rock paper scissors to whether or not we decide to talk to the butcher and the butcher's brood, the other ah. the other gang, or basically shoot them. And I won. And I shot him in the thigh. <laughs> if, if that if that hadn't have happened, we probably still would be at the compound and living a happy life. <laughs> living a happy life, that's true. Uh, anyway, anyway. But also the, the introduction of rock, paper, scissors uh, and a more dramatic kind of shift in the story did give birth to a, a much bigger and crazier admittedly, but more interesting story. And we had all sorts of splintered off uh, sub-stories and sub-threads to it, and it just became something really, really fun, really cool, uh, really off the cuff, and, yeah, I I don't know. I still think about the story itself and all the different locations and the characters and the the different character – well, I'll say character arcs to make it sound really grand, but, but, you know, the, the way that Keith went, and the stuff that happened to me in the end, because I, of course, died. Yeah, that story. was – looking back, that was the only negative, I suppose, um, that you did die. Because even though I like the – the um, what do you call it? The rock, paper, scissors. I, like, I yeah. think that's a really just quick, clever way of deciding something. And yeah, for sure. It, it, made it, it made it exciting for us because we didn't know what was going to happen and then the story would continue from the results of whatever happened. You know what I mean? But yeah. So that was fun. But at the same time, I didn't want you to die there. You know, I didn't. I want you to survive like the rest of us. But 
I mean, that's life, isn't it? That's how it goes sometimes. That's, that's life. And I, <laughs> thanks, thanks for the, uh, the regret there in the voice. No, no. I think it was, um, I think it was good because it, it did prove that it was totally unscripted. It was yeah, just, yeah. there's an idea and we just talk it out. And then if there's a bit of a crossroads in a decision, then we resolve it that way. And then that makes it completely real time for everybody. Yeah. Everybody's in the same place as you and I. That's right, yeah. And, and that's kind of, I think hopefully if the people out there have enjoyed it, hopefully that's part of why they enjoyed it. And, well, that's um, – uh, I remember when we talked to um, Mark on the phone and yeah. he said, um, you know, have you guys ever done an RPG, like a like a, a role-play game? He said because yes. the saga was very reminiscent of that type of thing, a choose-your-own-adventure and you turn this card over and this happens and you don't know exactly what's going to happen and it leads you down this path. So neither of us have ever done that, but but no. um, it is very much like that. And I, yeah, I, I personally, I thoroughly enjoyed it. You never knew where it was going to go. And quite often, I know you were the same, Warren, you might have a bit of an idea what you wanted to bring to the episode. Like, oh, you have a bit of a think, yeah. But then like talking to each other, I might sort of say something and then you go, oh, so maybe this happened. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah and it sort of just happened very organically. And I think that was kind of the key thing for it, and I yeah, I really enjoyed it. But as far as um, uh, so he, uh, he also said, uh, do you have any plans to return to the story, Warren? Now, do you remember <laughs> I had the idea of? We can mention it now, but we'll you know we'll talk about it more behind the scenes yeah. and see what happens. But remember, I had the story of Black Ice. Do you remember yes. that? Yeah. Yes. Like set and like twenty years from now, and where are we now? Sort of thing. I I think there's something in that personally. Yeah, I think there's definitely uh, a lot of scope to return to it. Yeah. Because the way that it had gone and the amount of stuff that happened in a relatively short space of time, I mean, really, the possibilities are endless. So I would like to think we can get back to it. Yeah, so that's, um, a, that's a definite maybe, Bjorn. <laughs> you heard I it here first on Flannable Podcast. <laughs> that's right. Well, look, I, I enjoyed um, Asylum, for example, and I enjoyed, I've enjoyed some of the other little projects that we've done now since then. And but yeah, I, there's definitely a very special place in our heart for the, the post-apocalyptic story and saga that, so. we, yeah, that so. we put together. So yeah, thanks for asking. Uh, all right, number we'll do another one, then we'll go to a short break. Um, right. Number, do you know why I do these short breaks, Warren? Uh, so you can manage the parts easier and also interject with uh, you know listener input or little. Quirky breaks? Yes. Is, it, is that what it is? Like all, time stamps? All of those reasons, but the underlying reason is because if we ever get picked up, Warren, if we ever get signed or someone oh, wants yeah. to actually sponsor us, those are the spots where we'd put the actual real ads. Right, so we might have to go back through these 81 episodes and yeah, start know. slipping the cheeky ads in there. I realised this oh, back in like the, when we were doing in the 20s episodes, I realised this by listening to other podcasts because they would go, okay, now here's a, um, a message from our sponsors. And then often it would just be a, like a, just a, them talking about something and then it would come yeah. back. Um, and I realised that they, they were leaving space there for sponsorship. And I was like, ah, okay, that kind of makes sense. So anyway, that was the uh, master plan. Uh, but number two. Oh, um, if you're out there, come back and talk to us, eh, hey, uh, sponsors? <laughs> uh, number two from Bjorn Stormcast. Have you guys uh, – this one's more for you, Warren, because I'm not really much of a gamer in that sense. But have you guys ever played Fallout New Vegas? If so, now that the game has been out since a decade ago, what are your thoughts looking back on that game? So I, I don't know that game at all. 
Do you know? Uh, I actually did buy it. Okay, uh, yeah. For the, I think for the Xbox 360 back in the day, and I think I got it for like six dollars or something. Um, I didn't play a lot of it, to be honest, Bjorn. Uh, I did like it. I did like the setting. Of course, that's why I got it. It's a, it's a post-apocalyptic setting, um, and it's like I think nuclear fallout has caused the the wastage of much of the landscape, and so it's a really uh, grand kind of scenario as well but yeah i can't recall much about it to be honest other than that it's first person um and and it is very open world you know you're rummaging around for things to craft and collect and sell and survive on and everything so i I remember the idea is great but look I, i probably got a clearer memory and sorry to diverge from the actual fallout new vegas title but my Son, my oldest son actually had Fallout 4, and I remember watching him play quite a lot of that, and that had really broadened it out where you can build effectively like a village, and uh, you can also obtain all the parts for this suit, like, you know, a hazard suit that can get out there and pretty much tackle any of these mutants out in the wilderness, and it became a lot grander. That sounds fun. And... Yeah, it was cool. I mean, I wouldn't sit there for hours or anything, but I'd go in and, and look with keen interest at what he put together. I definitely love open world, post-apocalyptic survival games. I mean, it's it's pretty epic. Yeah. Um, and then my kids gave me Mad Max, which was the game for the Xbox One. Um, and it was a more Americanized version, I'm sad to say, but they did re-dub uh, it with an Australian voice. Um, well, more Australian voice because I think it originally we'll started. when he America. comes back, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they got, yeah, they got that same guy from Point Break because he was so accurate with his Australian <laughs> accent. Um, yeah. yeah, but I, I, I actually never played it. My kids played the crap out of it and I never played it. But it looked grand as well for the, the same reasons, epic post-apocalyptic you know, desert sort of setting. So, yeah, I'm not sure that really answered your question well, but uh, love those games though. Uh, all right. Well, we'll go to a uh, we'll go to a short break. Oh, we'll, short break. We'll come back with a uh, couple more from uh, Mr. Bjorn. Uh. If you enjoy making pancakes in your mama's panties, insanely hilarious and perverted conversations with doofus, immature, sarcastic sociopaths, then check out Fly on the Wall podcast on Spotify. My two Aussie buddies. It's a blast. Okay, so we'll uh, we'll have a couple more from. Uh, so it's quite the list, but we'll just like I said, we oh. um, we'll um, tackle them over the next few episodes. I reckon. Yeah, of course. I'm sure Bjorn didn't necessarily mean us to methodically work through them one by he one. Did. He did. He did. Serious Do them all on the next episode, or I'll cut your faces off and wear them. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to wear them at the same time? Yeah, I would yeah. Ask yeah, yeah you want to be two faced. Um, you fucking cheeky boy. So number three. Okay. If, say, someday you and Woz got drunk at a party one night and woke up to find that Jamingus and Mark were contractually signed on to take over the podcast, what would you do and how well do you think they'll do hosting it? <laughs> oh, that's a what would you do if. That's a very yeah. detailed what would you do if. I'll take this one. Um, okay. oh, well, I'll take it. I'll take it first. Um, Run with clearly, it, mate. Run with it. Clearly, they would. It would be an epic fail, an absolute epic fail, because 
they don't they don't even know each other for one they uh they are very different especially when it comes to politics uh, <laughs> so they might clash there um and i don't know they haven't got bloody 27 years or whatever it's been of friendship behind them to make the magic work on flying the wall podcast what do you say warren I'd say, well, it'd probably be a heck of a lot more professional. <laughs> How did I know you were going to come in with a positive? Well, I think, you know, I think they're both very educated, well-informed young men. So. <laughs> Look, but that's the thing. You've, you've got to work on free-flowing sometimes, you know? You contrast just go podcast. with it. Contrast no, podcast. no, look uh, – uh, yeah, like I think Luke's points were very valid. <laughs> I think there'd have to be a lot of uh, pre-podcast communication before they just jumped into the hot seat because, yeah, we're pretty much – this podcast is based entirely on the kind of conversations we've had since we met <laughs> since high in school, year yeah. 10 at high school. Like they are literally just an expanded version. Yeah, the only difference slightly now – slightly more focus. The only difference now is we're not entirely – um, you know, relying on our imagination, we're looking up things like "man has sex with chicken." So yeah, that's right. To help fuel <laughs> fuel the episodes. <laughs> yeah, we we need something a little deeper. So yeah. this one's about penetration. But and, you know what? Uh, and, you know, maybe um, maybe we should uh, have a bit of a chat with Jamingus and Mark and get them to co-host the show with us one night and see how well they bloody go. Eh? eh? <laughs> We'll just we'll, we'll just start them off and then surprise them and go. All right, guys, over to you for fifteen minutes. <laughs> yeah, I think it would have Good a luck. very. <laughs> I think it would have a very different timbre to the whole thing. You reckon, Warren? Oh, it's, yeah, a timbre definitely. Yeah, I learned that word timbre. from you many many years ago. It's a great word. It is a great. It's word. a fun Thank word. Well, it's I'm not sure about fun, but you know, you. it is a great word. Thank you for teaching me and always being there for me, Warren. <laughs> um, this next one is quite funny. <laughs> Number four. Okay. Alright. <laughs> um, is, <laughs> is, was Bigfoot's son? <laughs> uh, He's clearly seen photos of me then. <laughs> yeah, I would say um, somewhere, but I think he's the love child of Bigfoot and Uncle Fester, I would say. <laughs> but what do you reckon, Warren? Uh, oh, you should know. Do you know who your well, father I'll, is, or <laughs> I've met my dad a um, couple of times, and uh, lovely guy. He's uh, he's English, actually. He's not uh, he's not from America because it's called it's Bigfoot in America, isn't it? And I think it's like the abominable snowman, you know, in Europe and yeah, it's the Sasquatch it, or elsewhere. Is it, or is it just different, different, almost different type creatures? Anyway, we'll talk that. It, it talk could about be, mate, but I think they're actually all fake. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So you're there for me again, teaching me stuff. <laughs> uh, but I would say, um, and I don't mean this as a slant at all or a dig or anything, but I would mm. say your dad isn't isn't um, hair free. You know, he's he's got a he's got some hair. Um, he's not a mess. Like, don't get me wrong. He, does, he doesn't look like Bigfoot. He's very well groomed, and he's a great yeah. man. But, yeah. but yeah, I would say, you know, the body mass of hair is probably pretty. You know, it's a higher percentage, and I think you've inherited that. <laughs> right, and and look, and and just going back to the the more kind of obvious part of it too. I would say dad's feet are bigger than normal too. Are they really? So if you want to just, well, I mean, you know, if you saw them and they were right there in front of your face, you'd say, Jesus. You know what they uh, say, Warren, big feet, big hands. 
Yeah, that's right. So I would say there's, look, there's every chance that I am Bigfoot's son. Yeah. There's um, a movie on uh, Netflix, actually, that my daughter loves as well called Son of Bigfoot, funnily enough. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, and look, I'm not starring in it, but what I did is it's animated. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, she she loves it, though, so she's feeling an affinity with that movie. That's cool. Maybe That's there's cool. something in that as well. Look, for um, for Bjorn's sake, can you give us your best Bigfoot sort of call of the wild, Warren, and we'll, uh, we'll get on to something else? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was pretty good. Uh, yeah. I was there. I was there in the forest <laughs> with you. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, one thing I really want to talk about, Warren, is um, Mandalorian Season 2, Episode 1. Did you watch it, my friend? What What the fuck? What do you think, Warren? No, okay, just what sorry. The yeah, fuck, that's Warren? all you've watched. It's last what week, kind yeah. of Star Wars fan would I be if I hadn't watched it straight away? <laughs> I understand. I do. I understand. And I was very lucky. Um, inadvertently met up with Keith. <laughs> oh, really? No, 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 not inadvertently this time. He just came uh, over. Um, right. He helped me out with my sound system for my television. Um, oh, lovely. Yeah, he, used, he started to rattle off all this Are dark. you sure you guys aren't having some kind of sexual <laughs> affair? affair? I mean, we made that fun little remark about Glenn and Keith, but you know what? There's something in this. I'm not going to either confirm or deny <laughs> that maybe a little finger bashing uh, went a bit on, on Friday night. Um, <laughs> no, nah, Keith is a man of many talents, and he's uh, he's got those that, that mind where he can just figure shit out. And, uh, yes, yeah, so I'm like, I don't know. Like, I turn the DVD on, and it's through stereo, through the speakers. Yeah, you better come over and touch me and fix it. Yeah, I turn yeah. the TV on YouTube. It's just coming through the TV. So he came over right. with – and like I said, he, he rattled off a whole bunch of jargon about ARC and HDMI and Opti fiber optic cables and i was just yep. i'll just stand there with a beer in my hand like nodding Whoa. politely oh, okay all oh, right yeah i'm gonna go do a shit keith so <laughs> you just figure this stuff out and i'll enjoy the show um yeah, yeah no no so big thanks to keith uh he's a great man and um yeah we watched the mando together we watched the last episode of season one and then you know to get us revved up and oh it was and, a great episode though it that is one, yeah. So, yeah and obviously you know getting us remembering what was going down and then yeah we watched the did you have you watched it warren Yes, certainly did. Excellent. I watched it. My, my oldest son came over too, and uh, I watched it with my kids and, and I, so it was great. Well, let me just put a, a little warning out there. We're going to talk about Mando spoilers. Season 2, yeah. Episode 1, and yeah, spoilers. So if you don't want to hear about it, tune out right now. And we're back in. Okay, um, okay so was it Boba Fett at the end, Warren? Yes, yeah, I think so. There's a lot of yeah. talk on. I was reading a, a whole thing on Reddit. Jesus, that's a bloody, that's a wormhole. <laughs> Reddit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And there were people on there that know far too much about Star Wars. I was like, what the fuck? Who is that? And all the abbreviations that they do. I don't know what they're saying. But they um, overthink it too. I think that's the problem. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And, and yeah. I just felt like typing. Nah, it's Boba Fett. 
Yeah. Like who the fuck else is it? Now someone said it was one of the one of the imperial um captains. Well, oh, sorry, one of the empire captains that got lost in, you know, uh, I don't know. Well, what fun would that be? <laughs> yeah. And no That's way no like fucking fun. Like 80% of the Star Wars fans probably wouldn't get it anyway. Like what? You know. <laughs> no, That's remember right. comics. Give us remember the comics back straight. in 1976? Um, Ridiculous. Yeah. So I'm a Star Wars fan, but I I don't know. I don't get I don't get overly involved in all the lore of it and everything like that. Yeah, of course. Um, but, yeah, it was, a, it was a very exciting episode. I love the fact that they're still obviously continuing on with the um, the, the Wild West theme and even more so in this one with the sort of Oh, the, this was very Western, yeah. Yeah, with the with the marshal and the ghost town. Yep. Oh, not ghost town, but, you know, the shanty town kind of in the middle of yep. the desert. And then when they rode off on their speeders and – oh, yeah, here's a question for you. Do you think the marshal's speeder – was basically a, a broken down, adapted yes. version of the pod racer. Yes, yeah. it was a pod engine with a speeder uh, chassis harness to it. How yeah. cool was that? Keith picked it straight away. He goes, "I think that's uh, Anakin's pod racer," and uh, and and then I heard the sound of. I was like, "Oh yeah, I think it is." So yeah, how cool is that? That was very cool. yeah, and that's the sort of stuff I love about the Mandalorian because it's yeah. made by Star Wars fans. <laughs> yeah, that's right. For Star Wars fans, and they understand the law enough that they're not going to overcomplicate it. You want to yeah. see visual cues. You want to see little reminders of the movies, you're going to get them. Yeah. And that's great. It's like in the first season of The Mandalorian where they showed the – I can't think of the name of the alien again, but you remember Jabba the Hutt's little little creature that oh, laughs? The little, monkey, the little monkey thing, yeah. Yeah, so that is getting cooked yeah. um, over, and caged on that planet that he goes <laughs> yeah, to very early that's in the right. That's right, yeah. I like little links like that, little Easter That's eggs. perfect. Yeah. That's perfect. And I think that that sort of stuff is awesome. And, and so the little reference with the pod uh, racer engine and harness to the speeder bike, perfect. That's yeah. the sort of stuff you want. I didn't like the side saddle setup, though. I thought that looked a bit Fucking Winger, what are you going to do then, mate? <laughs> yeah. What are you going to do with just, it? Just straddle the whole engine. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's not as practical. They still need controls. Yeah, true. So they've got a speeder bike that has controls. Yeah. And they adapt it to just harness onto the, the motor. Plus, that's I perfect. I mean, yeah, who wants third-degree burns on their thighs again? Exactly, you know, mate. I've been exactly. there. I don't want that again. Um, <laughs> when, uh, when the marshal first walked into the saloon or the bar, yes. you know, did you think it was Boba Fett or did you go, nah, I don't think it's Boba Fett. I just think it's someone wearing his armour. Well, as soon as I saw – it's going to sound like a weird thing to say. As soon as I saw the build – and the particular way he carried himself, swaggered in, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought, nah, nah, that this isn't supposed to be Boba Fett. Yeah, me too. Me I wasn't too. sure. I thought, oh well, you don't know. Maybe it's an old, you know, an older version or something. Yeah. Um, but he looked very slender, and it just didn't quite work. No, the, that's the right. walk. And I yeah. thought, I think if it was supposed to be Boba Fett, they would have made sure that the it came across that way straight away. That's right, and he didn't carry himself like a Mandalorian either, as well, did he? You know, like so. No, and and then as soon as the helmet came off, but you hadn't seen the face. Yeah. Everyone's thinking the same thing. Oh, it's clearly not a Mandalorian. Yeah, because but they're not supposed I, to remove it. And this is where you know we we're not well versed in the law, but Keith and I were sort of talking about it, and we're like, well, technically, is Boba Fett a is he a Mandalore? No, right? he's not. No, exactly. He's a clone of his dad. Yeah. And Django was a Mandalore though, is that right? I'm not sure, probably. <laughs> yeah. Well my son my son jumped straight in and said that. 
Because okay, I, yeah. I think I was remarking, he goes, yeah, but Boba Fett isn't a Mandalorian. That's right. And I'm yeah. like, oh, okay, right. And then you saw uh, Timothy Oliphant or whatever your name is. Is that his name? I don't know. Who Actually, am I mixing up my actors? Anyway, it doesn't matter. The Marshal. Um, I saw, yeah, I saw him and I'm like, oh, okay, no, nah, it's definitely not them. You know, as soon as I saw his face, I'm like, well, it's clearly not supposed to be Boba Fett. So visually it was fine. Yeah. Um, after that point, but yeah, it was a, it was good. It was good. I, we, I sort of, I was questioning perhaps the overall storyline in that episode. It was a little similar. Oh, going after the Sarlacc? Yeah, a little bit. Well, that's not a Sarlacc, is it? Oh no, no, that's right. It's not, is it? Uh, what was it? What do they call it again? They called it the dra- they called the, it the dragon, but it was, yeah, the dragon. Yeah, it was the was it crates or something? Yeah, something, something like, that. like that. Yeah, I thought I actually thought the story was a good opening story. I thought it was cool because I mean that's what almost every episode is. There's some kind of mission, or he's hunting something, or he has to do something to get something else. And so I think yeah. it kind of played into that and continued on quite nicely. And it was good to see the um, the Tuscan Raiders and everything again. Well, I was going to say that was. <laughs> I was, um, there was. I've seen a few things. I haven't read into it too much, but they really put a lot of effort into the sign language oh, okay yeah of the Tuscan Raiders and in the way he communicated yeah so I like the fact that they went into it and thought about all of those smaller aspects and that the Mandalorian could communicate like that and show them respect yeah yeah I thought that was pretty cool Keith- I thought that was a really good sub thread to that story both Keith and I were of the opinion that we didn't really like the Tuscan language it sounded to me it sounded like they were choking on a tampon <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, um, but you can't tell what their mouths look like anyway. So there's clearly true. a lot going on there. Yeah, true. But that we found that a little bit weird. But it didn't didn't take anything away from the the show or anything like that. But yeah, no, I, I yeah, I thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed it, and it just felt good. Like it felt good. Like oh yeah, the Mando's back, and now every week there's going to be an episode, and I'm pumped for it. Yeah, it's good fun, mate. And it's nice that we've come to well, hopefully come to the end of our lockdown. Almost, yeah. or yeah, pretty much, and just slowly coming out of it, out of the shock of it all. And we've got something like this to, to pin our happiness to. <laughs> Lift us back up, yeah. <laughs> because um, it really does work. Something else that's, ris- that's uh, helped with the spirit rising, raising lately for me yeah. um, is obviously being back at work, but I've been listening to podcasts and everything again, um, listening to ours, but um, but listening to a lot of the others as well, like Teen Centre Podcast. Um, I've been loving Sword and Scale as a true crime. I've been loving Case File, which is an old one I used to listen to as well. Last podcast on the left, um, and uh, Meat Loaf and Murder, which is our friend... Um, um, mystery and mayhem. Um, yes. Yep. Brilliant. And uh, one of only I've we, we've been friends with this guy on Instagram for a while, but and I've been meaning to listen to his podcast for quite a while as well. And the other day, I finally started to listen, and I was hooked. I started to binge listen, and like I probably did about five, six episodes, I think. Well, that is a serious binge there. And the podcast is called "I'd Like to Have a Beer with." So if you type I'd like to have a beer with into Spotify, you'll find it, or iTunes and Stitcher and all the others, Um, you'll find it. It's an English chap, but he lives in Australia, Um, and he's basically uh, a smarter, funnier, um, better-looking version of me. Uh, <laughs> slightly older, slightly older, but that, you know, right. is vintage. Um, and he's great. He's he, he, The way he does his podcast is 
similar to ours where he's got like little segments and stuff like that like he does one where he's uh, it's nuggets from the kids and he t- and he does like, like a little song and he talks about like he actually goes and talks to his kids and they just say funny little things to him and he records that um okay but is the the whole uh, premise of the show is basically he'll talk to someone like over the phone or whatever skype whatever um and have a beer while he's talking to him and the standout episode for me so far i think it was was it episode two or episode three? Um, he interviewed a lady, a lovely lady called Je- who goes by the name Jenna Love, and she's a uh, a full service escort uh, living huh. in living I think Sydney or something. Um, okay. And yeah, f- absolutely fascinating conversation. She is like really bubbly and open and straightforward. Straight, you know, a straight shooter. Um, just explained everything really simply, and and it was just a really nice. It really felt like I was a fly on the wall having to listen in to their conversation, and it just flowed really well. And yeah, I'm thoroughly, thoroughly enjoying his podcast so i just wanted to give him a shout i told him i dm'd him and raved about the show to him and i said i'd give him a bit of, bit of a shout out and and uh very uh nicely he said that he would do the same for us um, <laughs> very courteously <laughs> yeah so so yeah go check him out um i'd love to have a beer with and who knows maybe we'd go and have a beer with him one day i oh, know you're not a beer drinker warren but you can have a lemonade you know what i'll struggle on <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but um but yeah really cool dude but another um another podcast we want to promote warren um do you want to yeah. tell the good folks about another little podcast uh coming on our show we've allowed them to uh, do a little little spot on our show well we've had we've had little interjections from these fellows you know a couple of times over over the course of probably the six months to 12 months and uh it's a little kind of like a i guess like a travel Past in a way, isn't it? Yeah, kind From of. Yeah. Two brothers, and you might not have realised that they're brothers. We've got uh, Jed Grundy, who happens to be our hunter friend from a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, he hunted and, the, uh, uh, the werewolf, didn't he? He did. He hunted the werewolf that ended up being the uh, PE teacher from the Achuca school <laughs> that he yeah. was. Yeah, he, he was uh, paid to be a bounty hunter for, not a Mandalorian, but close. And uh, he is brothers with Neil. So our friend, the truck driver, Neil, who's often crossing the Nullarbor with different cargoes, often toilet paper, he is Neil Grundy. Yeah. So there you go. So wow. this is going to be called the Grundy Brothers. So um, they're still they've they've emailed us and said they're still busy putting together their first episode because they yeah. they don't have a good head for technology and there's a bit of a um, they're in different states and stuff like that most of the time with work and bits and pieces but they do get together and go on these adventures um, so they're they're still sort of working out the kinks for their first episode but they have managed to do um, their little theme song and they've sent that through to us so should we play that for the good people at home Warren. He should indeed, man. Neil's got a good spin on kinks, and he also does know a lot about good head. But uh, <laughs> I'll let you take this away. Yeah. Piss pot boozer in Cockburn Creek, and no bloody fun if you're piss weak. Bust me nuts and rooty hill, but none are quite the same as snags on a grill. Fanny Bay and Tid Wobble Lane, you can see Mount Buggery from our biplane. G'day, we're the Grundy Brothers. That's Jed Brothers. And I'm Neil.
what would you do if? Uh, bag in. My name is Luke and you are Warren? <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and we are Flyndable Podcast. If you'd like to find us on Twitter, <laughs> you can find us at Fly on the Wall, P O 1. If you want to find us on Instagram, Luke. Fly on the Wall Podcast with an underscore between each of those words. If you want to email us, Warren. It's the Fly on the Wall Podcast 11 at gmail.com. Don't be shy, guys. Send us anything you want. Pictures of your balls. Um, um, pictures. <laughs> oh, that's the first thing you said. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you can send us some poetry. Um, you can send us some equations to try and figure out. I'll just basically handball those to Warren. Um, <laughs> oh, my good. Fuck. Uh, just a friendly note or an even angry, uh, like hate mail. If you want to send us that, yeah. it'd be a good laugh as well. Um, yeah, honestly, try and try and fuck with us a little bit. Like, you <laughs> yeah. know, not in a nasty way. Just just fuck with our minds a little bit. Send us something <laughs> a little odd. You get, it could get pretty dark. <laughs> yeah, it could get dark. We'll, we'll try and keep a laugh going. And we'll yeah. see if we can put it oh. on, a, on an episode. But yeah, we love it. I'm going to... I'm going to fuck your dogs when they're dead, Luke. <laughs> I'm going to find out what you fucking leave, and I'm just going to fuck the shit out of those dogs when they're dead. <laughs> not, not just one time, I'm going to fuck them again and again and again. That's it. That's the, that's the <laughs> message you get. That's the email. Thanks. Thanks, Stanley. Um, yeah. all right. <laughs> so well, uh, we... Would, uh, uh, what? That would definitely... I mean, I'd have a good laugh, but at the same time, there'd be a nagging thought in the back of my mind. <laughs> yeah, I'd be very careful with putting out my address, that's for sure. Um, okay, so what would you do if, Warren, would you like to shoot your lucky jazzy beans first? My jazzy beans, mate. I love those jazzy beans. You know me with jazzy beans. I'm all yep. over them. All right, so, so you know how you like to have a wine or a port. Why are you talking like Michael Caine? <laughs> well, <laughs> you know I... you like to have <laughs> a wine or port. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sorry, well, I, do, I wasn't I do. doing it intentionally. I was. It was. My thoughts are often stagnated <laughs> and um, segmented as well. If there's alcohol uh, in it, I'm interested. Yep. I know. I know. See, so often, as listeners would attest as well, you are enjoying a small dabble in something that you've got <laughs> on the shelf, in the bar, in the car, on your. Mind, in I don't shower, know, whatever. In the shower, but nice cold beer in the shower is lovely after work. <laughs> That's it. Now, have you hung on to many bottles? You know, particularly nice, like you know, decorative, antique looking bottles. Do you do you tend to keep any bottles? I used to. I used to like the ones with the bit more uh, interesting labels. Um, I don't. Yeah, I don't right. think I've got them in. It. I thought in the end, I sort of thought, why am I keeping them? Like, there's no real point to keeping a bottle with a picture on it. You know. So I think I got rid of most of them. I might have one or two. Lingering around. Why do you ask, Big Waz? Well, let's just say that one of the one of the two or one that of the ones that you've got lingering around, you've you dug out one day. Now you've popped a cork back in it when you finished it, and it's just sitting there in amongst a box of stuff, or it's up in your little cabinet. And one day you think, oh, probably should just give it a bit of a dust or something, just clean it off and decide whether to throw it out or not. And, uh, you know, you bring it down, you're like, oh, yeah, that was a bloody good drop, that one. That was actually a really nice drop. I really enjoyed that. And you started thinking about the, the time of your life that you had that bottle. 
And you're like, oh, I might see if it, maybe it still smells. Maybe it's got a little bit of the scent on the, the bottom of the cork or in the bottle. So you, you pop the cork off, and in that moment, a fucking genie comes out. Is it a turd genie? <laughs> no, it's not a turd genie. It's, uh, well, depending on your favourite kind of port, it may, may be something in keeping with the, the brand of the port. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I don't know what the brands are, but just think about, like, if it's Penfolds, I imagine some kind of butler. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Hello, sir. Uh, my favourite port is the Horny Goat. <laughs> is that legitimate? No, no, it's not. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. All right, let's just run with that. Okay. So it comes out yeah. <laughs> and, and it's floating above the bottle. Obviously, you're going to drop the bottle and, and just stare at this thing looking yeah, at you. I'd be quite surprised, yep. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'd already and drank the whole bottle and like, fuck what? <laughs> You've got three wishes, Luke. Cool. <laughs> what are they? Hang on, is there any rules, though? Well, it depends what your wishes are, but nah, no rules. That's right. Okay, with well, okay. You Don't wish for more wishes. Ah, you got me worried. I was, was going to be my first fucking wish. Don't be cheeky, mate. Ah. Don't try and get me on the most obvious one. <laughs> All right. That's the um, only thing that you can't do. You can't bring anyone back from the dead. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, in all seriousness, I would uh, first one would be a cure for cancer. Bang, done, easy. Second no, one, um, second one would be just no more. Uh, it is all a bit sappy, I know, but this is this is what it is. Um, no more suffering um, for children across the whole world. Doesn't matter what kind of suffering it is, whether it's hunger, sickness, um, illness, whatever. Just no more suffering. Um, well, let's actually broaden that. Not just children, people. You know, um, if there's poverty-stricken areas, then bang, they've just got the means and the know-how to. Because imagine it. that. Imagine if all the children of the world that were originally from poverty-stricken family were suddenly loaded, and their parents were still. Completely without anything. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fuck you, mama. I'm going to yeah. Western land. <laughs> Just drive off in the limousine. I don't even know where I'm from. <laughs> Some small island. I think that's uh, Borneo, that one. Yeah, off the island, no, of, off the coast of Jakar. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, yeah, uh, so keep going. I, I did uh, interject there. But yeah, yeah, for all people, no more suffering. No more, you know, whatever, war-stricken places, all that kind of stuff. So basically good, peaceful, homely life for everyone. Um, and then, oh, uh, number three. Oh, Something for the lady wife? I reckon it would be, um, yeah, it would be, um, well, for the family, I suppose, like a, a nice, uh, the most perfect property and um, enough money to build the ha- the home we want, and to, you know, because uh, being semi-self-sufficient and all that kind of stuff. Um, and, yeah, and just having enough. I don't want millions and millions. I just want enough money to be able to do that. And and have a, I suppose, the, the wealthy part is having a substantially big uh, block. Um, and, you know, half of it being sort of bushy and forest, preferably on the beach as well. So so I can get up in the morning, look out at the beach. And... Jeez, you don't want much, do you? <laughs> yeah. And, and during the day, you know, go on bush hikes and work in the garden, the veggie patch and feed the goats and the pigs and, and all that kind of stuff. And in I'm the glad evening... you said goats. <laughs> and in the evening, because... go for a spin. <laughs> 
in the beach. So yeah, just uh, enough money to be able to afford that lifestyle and not not have to go and work, but just you know be working on my own property and all that kind of stuff. So, that sounds magnificent, mate. <laughs> like magnificent. I said, all pretty sappy, but that's the truth. That's the truth. Well, you know what, mate? If if you were fortunate enough to have a visitation from a magic goat, and they were the wishes that you made, what a story, eh? I'd get the wishes, and then I'd rape the goat. <laughs> Sorry, I had to put some darkness in there somewhere because it was that, all a bit too dark. fucking soft and fluffy, wasn't it? <laughs> that, that, um, that is pretty, that's pretty dark, mate. <laughs> and I get my wife to film it. No. <laughs> I've always uh, wanted chickens, actually. Um, <laughs> uh, what about you, big fella? What you got three wishes from whatever kind of creature no, actually, you actually, desire? Actually, I'm not going nah, to do the three wishes because I think that would take away from your three wishes. I thought they were very, very nice. And yours very... were like, I want to play a guitar in Metallica and <laughs> I want all the fucking money in the world. Nah, I know that wouldn't <laughs> yeah, be the case. and I said it with that kind of desperation in my yeah. voice as well. I drive the car, Lou. <laughs> <laughs> I've always, I've, I want to run the podcast from now on. <laughs> uh, all right, so my question then. Yeah, yep, straight to your question, all bro. Right, what, yeah, what would you do if, Warren? Uh, this one actually came from my eldest daughter, so blame her. Um, I will. Because I was five minutes to coming out to talk to you, and I was like, oh, shit, I haven't got a what would you do if. And then I asked the ladies, and, uh, yeah, my eldest came up with this one. She just sat there. She's like, hey, Dad, just say this. Well, she just got Just asking this. She got it from the movie... Um, which is called Movie 43, which is actually pretty funny. Okay. Um, she watched it recently. So <laughs> what would you do if, Warren, um, uh... one night, the kids are all out. They've all gone out, right? you got the house yourself. You think, yeah, yeah. I'll have a I'll, – I'll do a nice dinner for me and my beloved and I'll cook for a change and get a nice bottle of wine, a favourite drink, whatever, have a nice candle-lit dinner. And everything's going well. You got some nice music on, and you know she's a bit flirty. She's had a few drinks, and you're just in a really nice headspace together. You're just really enjoying that the fact that there's no kids around. They're not going to be back until noon the next day. You've got the whole evening to yourselves. Um, just really enjoying the moment and just taking it all in. She looks great. She smells great. And you've, you know, put on some pants for a change and <laughs> a bit of cologne and, you know, a bra. No, <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> I don't no, really no. have one on, mate. Maybe I'll take it off for a change. <laughs> well, you put a push-up bra this time. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, you're, go, you know, go you're go. both just having a really, really nice time. You're having a laugh. You're talking about old times and all sorts of stuff. And, uh, you know, and I, I won't get too nitty-gritty, but, but, one thing leads to another and you you start making your way to the bedroom and then she sort of cheekily sort of says, oh, I've got her. And, you you know, bear in mind, you both had a few drinks. And she goes, oh, I've got a bit of a cheeky request, Warren. And you're like, oh, really? And, you know, you've got those eyes that go all kind of like, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, you're like, well, you've oh, seen yeah. those eyes, mate. You can imagine it. That's right. Yeah, me and the goat. Uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, and she's like, oh, just I don't know. I don't know if it's the drink talking or what. And you're like, no, nah, babe, it's fine. Just tell me. And she, and you're like, you know, I'm I'm up for anything. <laughs> oh, God. And she's like, well, could you, you know, lay on the bed, and I just empty my bowels all over you. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, I know it's gross, but honestly, that I'd really like to try. I've never done it before, but I've always been thinking about it. What would you do? 
think I'd say no. Just straight out, no, nah, I'm not doing that. Yeah, yeah, no, nah, that's that's not for me. <laughs> I'd say, I'd say and the night's ruined. She's like, well, I'm sleeping on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> Thank she you for nothing, you asshole. You made me feel like you... shit. I, it's so scary, so hard for me to bring this up, and you've just gone, um, no. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> well, you know what? I'd probably, I probably wouldn't just say no outright, but I'd probably take a little while to actually. To answer it, I can imagine sitting there looking really concerned um, <laughs> with a slight bemused smile and say, oh, you know, I'm not trying to pick on you because if you're genuine, I don't want you to feel like. Yeah, and she started getting teary and she goes, oh, no, I shouldn't have said it. I knew I'm I like, no, 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 no. I, I, I say, I'm, I'm not grossed out. <laughs> Secretly, I am. Um, no, no, I just say, no, 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 look, I'm not, I'm not thinking anything. I'm just, I'm curious. Like, I say, to be honest, uh, it's it's not really something that I'm interested in, <laughs> and and I don't think that will change. <laughs> but but I'm curious as to why you feel this way. I guess you know I probably just want to know more. Yeah, okay. it's rather, no, it's ruined now. It's ruined. <laughs> and she's like, I just heard about it from work, and like one of the girls had done it and said it was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you need to stop talking to that girl, I think. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, so that yes. was on the that was on the movie Movie Forty Three. Actually Chris Pratt was the he was the husband in this scenario. I can't remember the girl's name. Um but yeah, she'd requested it from him and he was like, Um, okay. And then like he was eating like heaps of stuff to make she's like, Yeah, the more there is the better. Oh, God. <laughs> it's a really disturbing scene, but very, very funny. And then he basically like, um, oh, I can't remember what happens, but she cracks it and runs out on him. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, because he he doesn't want to do it, but then he wants he decides he wants to do it for her, right? So he's like, I will, okay. I will, it's okay. But he's really struggling, and he, like, goes into the bedroom, and he's, like, in pain because he's been eating so much shit, and he's well, not shit, but he's ready to burst, you know? And then he's, she's like, oh, let's, you know, like, let's just kiss and cuddle first. Like, I don't want to go straight into it. And he's like, okay, all right. And he's, like, all pale and sweaty, and he, like, starts kissing her, and he... She's like, oh, you know, maybe we can massage. You want to massage my shit? And he goes, can I just fucking shit all over you? I'm going to burst. And then she gets upset, runs out of the house, and then he chases after her, gets hit by a car, and basically his bowels explode with shit going everywhere. And she's like, she runs over to him. She goes, oh, my God, are you okay? And he's like, oh, yeah. And she goes, look how beautiful it is. (laughs) And there's shit everywhere. Ah, it's very, very disturbing, but pretty funny. Pretty funny. Yeah, I can imagine you having a good laugh to that, actually. Yeah. Uh, All right. So we um, uh, get into some fly-on-the-wall podcast investigates. We should, mate, because while we're in this serious mood. (laughs) (laughs) The fly-on-the-wall podcast investigates. Uh, so, Fly on the Wall podcast investigates. This is our investigation into Ernst Vollmer, aka Dr. Colin North. Um, uh, he was around in the late 1800s and early 1900s, and he worked at the Sunbury Mental Asylum and also at the Warburton 
hospital that Warren and I went and explored in episode 31. Go check it out if you haven't done. Also, the episode to check out if you're a bit unsure what we're talking about or you want to get up to date is um, the episode just before our Halloween special, which was called Fly on the Wall Podcast Investigates the Story So Far. That's where I've put together all the snippets of the investigation so far, and you can follow uh, follow along quite easily with that one. Have you listened to that episode, Warren, yourself? I have, mate, and I've been meaning to to do it again because I quite enjoyed it. Yeah, like I I might have said already, it was kind of painstaking to put it together, but it was enjoyable at the same time. But um, but what I've got for the uh, listeners tonight is I actually uh, I actually went back to the Warburton Hospital. I did a um, I had a job. Cheeky girl. (laughs) Yeah, you know me. I get very cheeky when I'm at work. Uh, In my little little dress. Um, Yeah, so I was doing a job out in the outer eastern suburbs, a place called Yarra Junction. You and I went there once before, Warren, to uh, do our Michigan accent. That's right. It was our quest for Yarra Junction out there, wasn't it? Episode 11. Go check it out, guys. Um, Yeah, yeah, so, uh, yeah, I was out that way and thought, oh, the Warburton Hospital was, like, literally maybe 10 minutes' drive from where I was. So I thought, fuck it. I'll go go have a little look-see. I don't know. There was... There was no real mission in mind. No. I guess I guess I just find the place incredibly intriguing. So I just thought I'll go for it. You remember those? Um, remember how we'd explored the build, the big red brick building? Uh, yeah, yeah, with all where it looked like uh, some sort of long stay accommodation kind of thing from the bloody nineteen fifties or sixties. Yeah, but you also remember when we explored the grounds a bit further, we found those white buildings like sheds and what we thought might be um like storage rooms and or something yeah they're sort of further up the back weren't they yeah so i thought i'll go and have a look at those i didn't want to get too close to the office building or you remember that building where we'd seen the um the light coming from there we thought maybe it was a security guard station or something like that yeah i didn't want to get too close to that so i just sort of explored the outer yeah white old buildings and uh yeah but i won't give too much away because i did record the whole thing so i'll play that now if you permit warren oh please go for it mate uh g'day this is luke one half of fly on the wall podcast um i'm actually i'm a gardener by trade you may have picked up on that from me saying it many many times over the course of the 80 episodes um, and I've got a job um, a bit further afield today, so quite out in the regional areas of um, Victoria. Um, and it's actually not too far, like literally around the corner almost, about 10 minutes away, um, from the Warburton Hospital. And if you've been following along with Fly in the Wall podcast investigates, you'll know that we... Um, uh, as a bit of an urban exploration, we went and explored this uh, abandoned hospital uh, back in episode 31 and uh, got us intrigued and we have since learned more things about it and there's a bit of a connection with a guy called Ernst Volmer. Um, you can go check out Fly on the Wall Podcast Investigates story so far episode. Anyway, so as I'm in the area, I just thought... Why not go and have another little look-see? It's, um, it's like I said, it's abandoned. Um, has been abandoned, I think, since the... I think it's been about 20 years, so sort of since the uh, late 90s, early 2000s. Um, yeah, completely empty. Well, when I say empty, it's still got, you know, like hospital equipment and chairs and beds and stuff like that in there. 
when Warren and I went and explored it in episode 31, so go check that, that episode out, um, we only went into one sort of main section, which was more the residential kind of area. Um, like, like you know, like permanent residents or long-stay residents may, may have stayed. And in those places, there was beds, there was armchairs and um, a laundry and all that kind of stuff, you know. <coughs> Excuse me. So what I thought was, because we'd, we'd explored most of the grounds, but there was one, like, um, old white building that uh, there was a light on in there. So that kind of spooked us a bit and we thought maybe it's a security guard position or something like that um, station, you know. Um, so, but we explored the rest of the grounds and there was quite a few sort of garages or sheds and barns type thing going on. So I just thought, as it's, you know, just around the corner, why don't I just go have a, a little look-see? So, um, I'll turn this off now, but yeah, I'll um, hopefully if all goes well, and I mean it is broad daylight, last time Warren and I went it was kind of dusk, so there's a bit of, I don't know, I suppose a bit of trepidation, a bit of a risk um, of getting seen, but I'll just say, look mate, I was just here to have a look because I was interested, I'm certainly not going to vandalise the place or, or anything like that, so um, you know, so yeah, so I just thought I'd record my, uh, my little venture, <laughs> so uh, stay tuned. I've um, I've just pulled up. Um, I don't know why I'm talking quietly. It's not like anyone's going to hear me in my car. <laughs> but anyway, um, there is a. I think it's a security car actually, sort of parked out the front. I've sort of. Uh, it's hard to explain, but I've gone round a bend. Uh, so I haven't parked where Warren and I parked last time. Sort of gone round Bend and sort of near their main, near the hospital's main driveway, I suppose you'd call it. But there is a security guard. It's uh, yellow, black and white and has the little amber lights on top. So there's no insignia or, in, you know, writing or anything, but just looks a bit council-ish or security-ish parked at the very front, not near the gate, but on the front, on the main road of the uh, hospital. But um, so anyway, just something to be aware of, I suppose. Um, but yeah, let's go have a look. It's a uh, beautiful day. Um, so I'm just sort of walking up the driveway a bit, just having a look. Definitely no one around. The uh, lawns actually need seeing to. Maybe I should leave them a card. Um, yeah, just walking up. There's like a bitumen driveway. Um, not really much to tell. I don't know why I'm talking so quietly. I suppose because I'm talking into a phone and if anyone hears me, it doesn't sound like a phone call. <laughs> and why am I describing where I'm walking anyway? Yeah. It's, um, yeah, it definitely needs a bit of work. It's really overgrown. Uh, it's spring here, so obviously everything's growing a lot quicker. Um, yeah, the driveway. Oh yeah, there's a little side gate over here. I might go through there instead of, because the main driveway goes up to like the main buildings. I don't really want to go there. I'd rather go the sideways. So, okay. Okay. Um, yeah, there's like literally no one around. 
again, I don't know why I'm talking quietly, but it kind of adds to the whole flavour, I suppose. Um, yeah, it's pretty much the same as when Warren and I were here. overgrown actually I don't know if that's uh, I'm just following the path I'll just climb over this little garden fencing oh not as agile as I used to be okay now I'm walking through fairly long grass so now to my left I can see the big old red stone building that Warren and I actually went into which is pretty cool um, oh there's an old pond here no water in it but yeah looks like it was nice at one point maybe like a nice little sitting area um, yeah looks pretty much the same I might just go around to the side though and see if we can see if we can see those white buildings that Warren and I found oh yep so there they are yeah, there's a whole collection of like white painted buildings which are I guess just like storage or something like that not too sure um, <coughs> oh, see if we can see if I can get into one of them okay the door kind of is a bit open anyway as quiet as I can oh okay so this was obviously like a I don't know like an industrial laundry there's like four laundries lined up uh, so, you know four uh, laundry sinks lined up um, at the back we've got an old washing machine um, it's pretty rusted pretty ruined it's uh, dark and cold in here, I've got to say, which is a bit weird. Um, what do we got? Some old buckets and things on the shelves. There's not a lot in here. Um, it's probably, yeah, it's not huge. Probably about the size of a standard living room, I suppose. Um, but yeah, there's old boxes and... Uh, there's water on the floor, you can probably hear that. Mud and shit. Yeah, not too much in here actually. It's really, <laughs> maybe it's just because of the setting, but it is actually really, really dark. There's a bit of light because the window's actually covered over. Um, I've got the, the door open, that's the only light that's sort of coming in. So it's kind of eerily dark actually, some of the corners I can't even see. Let's have a look. Uh, oh shit, yeah. Yeah, it is just oh, really, really dark. I'll see if I can, um, if I can get out somewhere. <coughs> oh, close that one. Oh shit, that was loud. I'll try, see if I can get into any more. <coughs> Steps. Okay, now I'm just. I found another path. 
and uh, it's um <clears throat> got an old letter, oh, not an old letter. What do you call it? Old wooden staircase leading up to another building, another white building. Um, yeah, this is all overgrown though, actually. Ivy and reeds and all that kind of stuff. Whew. I don't know if it's hot because I'm nervous or hot because it's a um, hot day. Anyway, there's another gate. Oh yeah, there is someone here. So where I'm standing now, I'm just at the front of one of the white buildings. I've gone up some stairs. And now I can see on the ground level that there's two blokes, one of them in high-vis. One of them, I don't know, like just a polo shirt. It looks kind of more official. I'll just stay here for a second and just watch them. I don't think they'd be able to see me because I'm sort of up higher. Yeah, they've gone. They're heading towards, actually they're heading towards the white building where Warren and I had seen the, the light. Um, Alright, now I'm on like another little path, like a, what do you call it, wheelchair access I suppose. Going down, and that leads down to like another sort of open storage room I suppose it is. Oh, okay, this one's got more shit in it. Uh, okay, so this would have been like, I don't know, the grounds person's storage area um yeah it's like some old tools all rusted and shitty not much actually um there's a wooden toolbox some paint cans what else we got all the windows are broken in this little little shed thing little brick shed yeah a lot of cobwebs yeah so this one wasn't even didn't even have a door this is just all open um, yeah. Oh shit, there's the dudes again. So, okay, so the dudes had gone down to the building where Warren and I had seen the, the light last time, and now they're walking out of that place and sort of walking towards my direction, but on the driveway, it's hard to explain, on the driveway of the hospital though, so they're kind of, they're not going to be heading my direction, but sort of heading in my general direction. Um, if they see me talking into a phone, they're going to find it a bit weird, but anyway. I'll just wait for them to pass, and I'll just hide behind the wall. <laughs> and, okay, they're gone, but I'll just wait for a minute, just make sure they're really gone. They look like they're on some sort of business, like the guy in the high-vis has got a um, notepad thing, clipboard. Okay, they're gone. Yeah, so I might, oh, Jesus, bit of a tight squeeze through the old, uh, old door there. Yes, I reckon I'll skirt around the other side of the building. That wasn't them, that was just another car going past the property. Yeah, I reckon I'll go around the other side of this building and that will lead me pretty much out to where I was. And Where are they gone? Okay, they're gone. <laughs> Reckon I'll leave it there, guys. <laughs> my heart's uh, in my throat.
Uh, so I'm back in the car, but this is actually the second time I got back in the car because I did actually jump back out again because when I got in, I'd looked back at the building that I was last in. So the, um, uh, you know, the, the caretakers or the groundkeepers sort of storage shed, work shed or something. And I looked back at it and I saw a whole bunch of graffiti on the side of the building. And I thought, oh, should I, shouldn't I? So I jumped out and thought, I've got to have another look. And uh, I didn't record anything because I didn't think there really, really be anything worth recording. But um, there was a whole bunch of graffiti and all your typical stuff saying, you know, get cock here, um, which was weirdly signed by Big Woz and his phone number. Um, but, you know, all your typical sort of stuff. Um, but then there was um, in red, <laughs> sort of scrolled really roughly or looked like someone sort of tried to wash it away. It says, I was not crazy. And yeah, it could have been, you know, just punks or something like that in, in the um, spirit of the creepy Warburton Hospital, I suppose. But yeah, it sort of gave me a bit of a shiver up the old spine. So I took a photo of it and I'll put it on the uh, on the old Instagram. But yeah, not a not an amazing um, expedition, I suppose. But um, yeah, I yeah, just I don't know, just felt compelled to go and have another look. Um, I reckon Big Was and I will go back at some point when we can, when we can travel together after the COVID restrictions ease up a bit. Um, very keen to get into a few more buildings, so uh, we'll see what we can do. But as far as this little adventure. Uh, yeah, not, excuse me, not too much to report, but um, yeah, the creepy um, writing on the wall was pretty cool. <laughs> All right, guys, see ya. It's the Fly on the Wall motherfucking podcast. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, it was a little bit creepy being back there, but, um, yeah, it was intriguing, and I, st- I still think, uh, yeah, uh, we all go back, like me, you, Keith, and Glenn go back, or we'll do something, and just see if we can get into some of the more main buildings where the more hospital-y type stuff is. Yeah, um, well, thanks for putting your body on the line, mate, and getting out there. <laughs> That's all right. It was, <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, there was an added element of being by myself, of going, well, oh, this is kind of even creepier by myself. But, yeah, it was well worth having a look. Um, yeah. Uh, so- now, Warren, did you hear about the guy in America who went all, he's an artist, and he went all out uh, with Halloween this year and got in a fair bit of bother? Did you hear about that? No, I didn't, mate. Would you like to elaborate further? <laughs> well, uh, the wife showed me, and the picture, he's done a selfie of himself, and his eyes are all <laughs> wide, and he's got, like, this creepy grin. He did a, he did a selfie of himself, Is did he? he? <laughs> Who would have thought? Yeah. yeah, weird how that works. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I don't know how that works. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. so, uh, and then he took some photos of the house and stuff, and what he'd done, what, he, what, I, what I took away from it was that he made it look like people were trying to break into his house, Right, but then it had gone horribly wrong because oh, what he had, what he he had someone um, on the roof, right? But it was a obviously like a mannequin or you know type thing, yeah, laying across the roof, but its arms hanging off the edge off the roof, and has dropped a safe, right? And oh, no. there's a person underneath who oh, had his head completely smashed <laughs> in by the safe. 
but the one on the roof is also dead and got like you know like blood all over him as well and the whole thing this whole front garden in front of his house is like spattered in blood and gore that's brilliant (laughs) i think i think it was excellent but apparently yeah he got like all the neighbors kicked up a fuss because it's like it's like r-rated you know what i mean so all these little kids out trick-or-treating going oh my fucking god Um, yeah, it would have been. It's like he wanted to do one of your kind of dioramas, but he wanted to do it at full scale. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, exactly yeah. right. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Oh man, you must have had so much fun doing it. But uh, and I reckon he probably like dragged all the bodies out at night so no one saw what he was doing, and then have the big reveal when the sun comes up the next day. But yeah, so uh, but yeah, Google it. Google just uh, uh, you know artists in trouble in what America. What spoil sports Halloween. though? Hey? Yeah, I know. Well, what sports, sports? Uh, look, I suppose. Suppose I think what he could have done is have like a closed site, so have like curtains or screens up or something. So and then invite people in and just say, look, just so you know, it's R rated, but feel free to come in and have a look because this was just open. It was just like on this, you know, like on the front of his house. So people, kids walking past, were like, oh, fucking hell. But so yeah, pretty full on. So I can I can see why parents and people were concerned but i still don't think he should be in trouble i just think hey you know slap on the wrist and next time just make it a screened type thing it's probably painful enough to be forced to undo your work before you wanted to for something like that it sounds like it was a work of someone who just really loves halloween yeah and so for him to get the sheriff to come around and be like well, you need to remove all of this. You need to take it all down and he'd put it all away. That would have broken his little heart. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, wouldn't it? So it would have been punishment enough. <laughs> can yeah. I can I keep the the ceiling guy, the roof guy? Can I keep no, the blood and the gore? No, you got to put that away as well. Aww. Come on, Look, don't <laughs> don't don't try that with me. All right, mate. <laughs> yeah. You've you've caused a ruckus every year since 1987. <laughs> And I'm sick of coming around here and telling you off. And every year, it gets worse. (laughs) Yeah. You know, last year you had a crucifix out the front and an actual man up on it. Do you remember, talking of crucifixes, do you remember years ago at the Melbourne Gallery, there was, um, uh, I think it was called the Piss Jesus and there was a, a crucifix with a Jesus, or it might have been a painting of Jesus on the crucifix, and it was submerged in urine. Actually, oh. like the artist's urine, and that Gosh. obviously caused quite the controversy. What are your thoughts on that? Do you think that's uh, art, or do you think that's like you know really just trying to wind people up, or what? I think I think it's probably a bit of everything. I'm sure it was there to represent something, and I'm sure it was also to wind people up as well. But this is the issue. I think that art is art, and as offensive as some people might take it. Uh, if it's not actually flat out hurting someone, yeah, I don't really have a problem. I mean, it's not. I don't want to refer it uh, to any nasty goings on, but there's been some beheadings lately, yeah, uh, in France. Yeah, um, and so you know that's where we're taking religion way too far. Yeah, but I think. Yes, okay, it's disrespectful to that religion, but we don't know the artist's experience with the religion and they're expressing themselves in the way that they know how. They're not. I mean, if you see the title, um, Jesus Piss or something, then. That's right. Don't don't go go have a look at it, you know? (laughs) Yeah, and I mean, people, people want to fight for it. They feel like they're defending their faith, and I can understand that as well. And I'm not saying I openly endorse it, I'm just saying that. 
I think people should have the right to express themselves in a way that's not. I mean, yeah, there's lots of things that are a lot worse than yeah, that. Absolutely, I think I think art. I think art's art, and as you say, if it's not physically hurting someone, yeah. then you know, pipe down. <laughs> Pretty much, and I mean, look, uh, you and I watched that documentary a long time ago about that fellow Blur. who <laughs> sick. It's called sick. Yeah, and that he was, liked. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, he was a, he was a body artist or whatever you'd call it, and he used his body in a way that I don't know, I don't know what was the fuck was wrong with him, but he was some sort of masochist, and uh, yeah. yep. he enjoyed putting himself up as the piece of art, That's right. and it was in all sorts of painful ways. Now, that's shocking. It's also not appealing to me in any way, but. I don't know. If that does something for him, he's not causing harm to anyone else. You don't have to go look at it. So, yeah, it's just like something like that. What's funny, though, is that it was intriguing enough for us to keep watching that video, though. It was and, one of those ones where you, you still, hold your mouth. And we still remember it to this day. So maybe that was the desired effect. Well, there you go. And maybe that's also the same point for this one that you're talking about Jesus as well. Piss or Piss Jesus, I think it was. People don't forget those sorts of images. Yeah. You know, you think of all of the, the artworks, even classic artworks that were done 300 years ago. There's some of purgatory and hell and yeah, cool. creatures of the abyss. And I'm sure at the time... Dante's Inferno, yeah. Yeah, they, they might have, I don't know, maybe they did cause offence. Maybe the, the fact that they were trying to depict them was offence. Yeah, it could have been, yeah. Who knows? But we look at them now and we say that they're a masterpiece. Yeah, that's right. You know, because yeah. of what they evoke. So... You know, you need to let the artists express themselves. I think uh, art would be a good subject, a good topic for us to cover one day in an episode. Yeah, you're probably right there, mate. You and I were in an art class once quite, upon a time, weren't quite we? a highbrow episode, but well, obviously art can be anything from <laughs> pornography to doing a shit on a toaster. <laughs> <laughs> well, funnily enough, I went to an exhibition three years ago that had a shit on a toaster. <laughs> a Not toasted really. shit. Yeah. And Jesus. <laughs> uh, yeah, or just add that to the title and you've got an artwork. Yeah. Now, I think... Um, I think that you've been delving into a more artistic side of yourself. I mean, you've always been creative. (laughs) But I think some of the more detailed pieces you've been doing in your little hobby world have definitely been more of an artistic expression uh, in recent years, like bigger, bolder, more intricate, more layered, more of a concept. You know, I think there's a lot of artistic principles in there. So I actually think that uh, a discussion about art would be yeah, I think a good one for I a future episode. And, and let me just blow some smoke up your ass now, Warren. Um, you Here know, we go. you've always been. Uh, okay, time artist, to go. Um, an amazing Toodles. illustrator. Um, <laughs> and I think I think the the frustrating thing for me is that you don't do enough of it. But I mean, you know, a lot of artists over the years weren't cranking stuff out left, right, and centre. They were they were you know. Uh, putting them out every now and then, which makes them that rare piece of just genius, and that's what I think your angle is. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, mate. That's, that's, I appreciate that. Uh, I really do. Uh, no, no, yeah, look, it's good. It's good fun. Final, uh, final thoughts. How do you feel the the free balling episode went, Warren? It's good, mate. It's always good to just have a chat with you. So, really, whether it's a podcast episode or not. I don't care. Yeah. I I I genuinely, it's just nice to have this here in the week. So when we just have a chat and it doesn't have to have a a kind of central theme, um, it doesn't bother me one iota. I just enjoy having a a conversation. 
Yeah, I feel the same. I feel like it is really good for you to talk to me. Yeah, um, yeah, that's right. I Thanks for agreeing. You should feel very privileged and lucky. Um. <laughs> yeah, I'll probably send you um, a nice bottle of port or something. <laughs> yeah, the horny yeah. goat. Yeah, um, something I'm in that find one. one. There's something in that. That's a brand yeah. we could come up with. There's um, something in the horny goat. I know there is because you've been in it before. <laughs> uh, big thank you again to uh, Bjorn Stormcast. Go check him out on Instagram, especially if you're into painting miniatures or Warhammer and stuff like that, like I am. Um, yeah, he does some brilliant work. And he's just a really decent, cool dude. He's kind of been a uh, – he's followed us from day dot, which is which we really respect and appreciate, and it's just awesome. Um, also, a reminder Thanks, to go and check out I'd Love to Have a Beer With. Um, brilliant podcast, and uh, that's it for us, guys. So thank you for listening. Feel free to go and give us a review on iTunes. Every little bit helps. Or just, you know what, just tell your friends, tell your family, tell your horny goats. Uh, but from me, uh, goodbye. Be good to yourselves. Be good to your goats. Thanks for your company, everyone. We'll see you really soon. Toodles!